Who doesn't love a awesome Sunday fun day? One of the best days of the week. But nothing beats... That's right. Manic Monday, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, listening. It's Manic Monday. I got off early today from work, so Monday is going really well for me. Monday, the day that we all dread, but seemingly we're all always the most productive on. If you haven't thought about it, I, I sure am. I can get to the office and get all the crap out of my way in five hours or less. Whereas on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, sometimes it just takes me like takes me like eight hours. So, long story short, grateful for Monday. But Sunday fun day, yesterday, how fun was that? Uh, we did a uh, little gathering at the house. Eric came over, played some pinball, ate some food. Really fun. Sunday fun day is not Sunday fun day without pinball. How boring would it be without pinball? Really stinking boring. We'd be stuck playing Monopoly and Battleship, um, which are good games. But listen, pinball's got a one-up on pretty much all those board games, flat out. In my show notes, I've got SoCal living, SoCal weather in my show notes. How ironic. Today it's raining, and uh, I was going to comment on how wonderful it was on Saturday, Southern California. We went out to the desert for the day, my son and I, and it was like 100 degrees, beautiful weather, not a cloud in the sky, went swimming, went riding dirt bikes, had a great time, exhausting day, but super, super fun, well worth it. Um, It was just beautiful. And then two days later, it's raining and all gloomy and nasty. And I was going to do a workout today after work, but it looks like uh, we got to cancel because the outdoor workout's not happening. But doesn't mean we can't go to the gym and hit up an indoor workout. So remember, when in doubt, go work out. Today, we are sponsored by Merco Playfields. Merco, the number one in replacement playfields. Get yours now for the low price of $1,000. Doing a re- refurbishment, doing a restore, look for Merco. The name in replacement pinball play fields. You know, lately I've been doing a little bit of uh, homework for the show. I would call it my pinball research project. What I want to do, and what I've been kind of venturing to do, is create a digest and sort of a glossary for pinball. And right now what I have gathered is this. I have artists and designers kind of compiled. Of course, what resource am I using other than Pinsa? Thank God for them. I've got a little portfolio with that information in it. Finally, I also have uh, the 100 through, or excuse me, the number one through 200 ranked games printed out. I like to have this reference handy for for this because I can just randomly point to a game and, and give an evaluation of it. But more importantly, I think designer and artist appreciation shows. I want to start that. So, artist appreciation. Um, You've heard me mention certain artists multiple times. I'm a huge fan of John Yossi, a big fan of uh, Kevin O'Connor, big fan of Zombie Yeti, of course. Excellent artists. So I feel like sometimes when you're not talking about new machines or like the up-and-coming events or shows or something, why not talk about appreciating certain artists and give them some more, some more, uh, you know, cred on these shows? Um, I don't hear a lot about that um, typically in a lot of podcasts. I hear a lot of designer talk. But artists, artists are really important. Um, so for that, I'd like to contribute. Um, another topic we're talking about today is game changers and groundbreakers. Um, I think that could be something that we can talk about about most games. 
a lot of podcasts. They talk about groundbreaking games and game changers, things that have created like you know a difference into into in the whole world of pinball. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like groundbreaking pinball machines are groundbreaking. They change the way we look at it, or they they add something new that we've never seen. But really, when I started thinking about it, I thought, well, shoot, if if groundbreaking or game changing is the thing. Well then, a lot of pinballs with anything new on them are going to be groundbreaking and game changing, and maybe that's the way that I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, this is kind of a cool game changer. This changes the playfield design is different than anything I've played. So for that, for me, it's a game changer.、Um, I think my my bar is pretty low as far as groundbreaking and game changing. I think you may have gathered that, but like, it makes games so much more interesting to me when they get when they get brand new coming, brand new games coming out. So like, I can look at a game like Deadpool. And so this is really cool. It's a game changer. Why? Because there's a ramp shot that I've never seen or never been able to do. There's a neat little drop target lock in the front with the mini Deadpool, the little Deadpool. It's like that's a cool game. It's a, it's it's a game changer for me. It, it looks different. It feels different. It plays different. For that reason, I'm calling it groundbreaking. So, you know, I'm not talking about like, oh, it's got three vertical playfields or it's got three playfields and. And 10 VUKs and you know eight ramps. It's not like that. I just think that like any time a game or a designer does something that is novel with the playfield or with the flippers or with additional flippers, I think that's groundbreaking. Iron Maiden, groundbreaking. Why? Because a really unique design, but also the fact that the all four of the flippers are so important to the game, and you're using them all the time. We were playing it last night. And I cannot get over how incredible the game is because of those four flippers. It's if if it was a two flipper game, it would be so far behind what it is now. The four flippers are essential, and that's why that game was a game changer for me. Why I had to buy it. Four flippers, man, it's huge. Willy Wonka, four flippers. But、um, you know, honestly, it, it does resemble Judge Dredd a little bit. It's got the left flipper and the right upper right flipper in the similar positions with similar shots, not identical, but. Really cool and really fun and really interesting, and I cannot wait to own it. Even though it does resemble Judge Dredd, of course we're not talking about the same game. It's a Lawler game versus a Trudeau game. Lawler is not even close to the same type of designer as Trudeau, but it's interesting that they should have their heads in the right place when they both built that game. I read something on Pinside today that really offended me. I guess I shouldn't say offended me, but I was a little irritated. It said Judge Dredd was the worst game ever made, and I thought, who in the world is going to say that? Who in the world is going to say Judge Dredd is the worst game ever made? Come over to my house, come over to my house and play it. Come play my game. It's fun. It's fast. It's they have rebuilt flippers on there, so it's really snappy. It is beautiful. It's in great shape. It shoots really well. It shoots really fun. I just love it. I can't fathom any idea of thinking that that is a the world's worst game. There's just no way. But I'm not here to to give somebody the worst game tag. You know. I just think that's a little bit、uh, a little bit harsh for someone who's just trying to turn their passion into reality by building and designing a pinball machine. So let's not go there. Let's just say, hey, look, everybody has their opinion, right? Artist Appreciation Day, day one. I don't know where to go with this, but guess who I just popped on on my first page through this、uh, this book I have? Jeff Bush. Jeff Bush. Does anybody remember Batman Forever? Amazing art package. I'm looking at the first page of his. Art,、uh, his art packages that he's done: Apollo 13, Baywatch, Batman Forever. In order, those are his first three games. Have you ever seen those games? They are so gorgeous. The art is perfect on all of them. The back glasses on on all of those are epic. I would say he goes for more of a photorealistic approach, and you can tell that from all the characters he puts on the front of these machines. 
uh, those first three especially, it looks like a photograph. It's gorgeous, man. Baywatch is a classic. He really nailed it with that package because it looks just like the show and sort of the, the brand that they use for the show. Apollo 13, that astronaut in the front. Um, and again, Batman Forever with, the, with Val Kilmer and Chris O'Donnell as the characters on the front looks perfectly realistic. So thanks, Jeff Bush, for being an awesome artist. Um, moving on, he did uh, Viper. He did uh, Houdini and then Oktoberfest. So this guy's still working. He also did Pinball Magic. Um, all of those games, you, they all have, they're all great art, man. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Oktoberfest may have a little bit lacking on the playfield, but the backlash looks amazing. Houdini, um, not so. I think it's backlash and playfield, which is incredible. I just love the logo that he created. So thank you, Jeff Bush. Today we're appreciating your machines, your art, your contribution to pinball. And it's my hope that API continues to use you because I think that your approach is different. Different than a lot of other artists. Uh, Chris Franchi is probably the one photorealistic artist that I can remember off the, off the cuff here. Um, but really, your, his, his machines, Bush's machines, have a significant distinction from Jeff Bush's machines. Um, Franchi goes for uh, almost exact photorealism. I'd say Jeff Bush is a little bit lower than that, but um, Franchi does the cartoon look um, with the Batman too. So, you know, I think that Franchi's differentiated quite a bit. But uh, both of these artists have done a similar number of machines. Uh, Christopher Franchi has done Batman 66, Munsters, Beatles, Guardians. Um, so that's just four machines for Franchi, and he, he'll be back. He's Stern's artist, so we're looking forward to seeing him. But how about Christopher Franchi? Holy moly, the guy's got art that blows everybody away. With Batman 66, is commonly known, uh, at least a lot of people argue it's the best art package in pinball ever, in pinball history. I would argue it's either a John Yossi game or a Zombie Yeti game. You pick, you pick your poison on that, but that's just because I prefer those artists more. But Franchi is exceptional. Have you ever sat or stood in front of a Munsters? Have you ever seen the gray playfield, the gray cabinet? He had to do like 10 different things to switch from color to gray. It wasn't just a pressing a button. He had to go redesign and sort of redraw things because the colors didn't always translate to good looking grays and good looking whites. So Franchi, uh, he, he mentioned this in a pod podcast, had to go back and kind of just redo all of the color scheming for it. Obviously the base, the base art was finished, but he had to go back and color everything new, black and gray. For that so the color package is gorgeous the black and gray package is unique and original franchi is a dynamo so we should all be grateful that he's in pinball and uh, i know i am because i just love looking at his machines they're gorgeous they're wonderful they're colored perfectly but thanks jeff bush thanks chris franchi you guys rock keep it up um, really hope to see more and more of your games in the future what kind of cool stuff did you guys do this weekend did you guys go camping perhaps not me, but um, I know we got a couple camping trips in the future here. My parents uh, have gone, uh, they bought this RV. So my cool stuff topic is camping. We used to camp in truck tents and then just ground tents sometimes. When I was a kid, we used to go camping in the desert a lot. We've been camping in the mountains. But the fact is, camping is awesome. It's an affordable way to take the family out, go enjoy a few days in the wilderness, get bitten by mosquitoes, go fishing camp, uh, cook over an open fire, barbecue in the dirt, basically. Camping is awesome. And the reason I say that is because you're out of technology, you're out of everything, you're, you're just focused on who you're with. And it's a chance for everybody to kind of get reacquainted and to reunite with your family members and to talk over a fire and make cool food that you don't usually make at home, make s'mores over a campfire. 
I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about camping, so it's also exceptionally affordable. Look, you're not booking a hotel room for $100 a night. You're booking a campsite for $20 a night or $30. You're doing something that's very affordable, so for families, it's a perfect option to get away. I'm going to go camping, uh, let's see, in the October month for Halloween. We're going to go to Vail Lake in Temecula, and it's just a wonderful way for the family to spend time together and not worry about TV screens and tablets and computers and cell phones, just to kind of disconnect and focus on each other. Focus on cooking, basically, because it's harder to cook out there in the camping world than it is in your own kitchen. But um, whether you're in an RV, a camper, a trailer, a tent, or just literally sleeping under the stars, like I've done in my truck bed in the desert, Camping is an interesting way to go travel and spend a getaway. It's really fun. So I urge everybody, if you're not a camper, go give it a shot. If you are a camper, keep it up. It's always a good time. It's a great way to spend time with your family. So, uh, you know what I'm thinking about right now? It's not a review, necessarily. Um, but actually, I was reading about Indy 500. Uh, it's a game I haven't played, so possibly it is a review. But I've lo I'm, looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the art package on it. And it's beautiful. I'm trying to look up who did the art on this machine. Can't seem to locate it right away. But uh, long story short, I think Dennis Nordman designed this game. And everybody was talking about how, how cool it is and everything else. And I'm like so bummed that I don't have a chance to play it. We don't have this game on location at the Museum of Pinball. It's a Bally game. I want to say it's from 1995. And I think it's pretty rare. Um, but anyway, Indy 500 is a game that people are starting to talk about a little more. And I'm really excited to someday play it. Maybe with a little luck, we'll um, we'll see one in the museum in, in a little bit of time here. I know we just got the Baywatch, which was kind of random, which I'm excited about. Cause it's one of my favorite games. But I'm excited someday to play it. Um, it's it's just a it seems like a great theme for pinball. Something you can really just turn the speed up on and enjoy. Kind of something that would fit pinball with the race theme and the speed theme. So Indy 500. If you have played it, I'm jealous. I want to go play. My buddy uh, Ryan was texting me this weekend saying he's going to Retrovolt. Now, if you haven't been to Retrovolt, again, it's an amazing place. I think we did our quick review on it, but uh, Bob Elsom owns it, and he's out in Calamesa. Go play there. It's amazing. Um, excellent pinball machines in excellent condition. A really great lineup. He's got the Monsters. He's got Maiden. He's got Metallica. I think he might have Guardians. He's got a lot of new stuff, but he's got plenty of older stuff, too, for us to go enjoy. And at $10 an hour, you can't beat it. It's a great small business, a great way to support the local community, and uh, Bob's for real. And I will leave you with this, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, before I leave you, remember, appreciate what you have. Appreciate your health. Appreciate your families. Appreciate everything you've been given. Appreciate every day we're on this earth. It's worth it.